All right, how are we doing? Today we're talking about the truth about willpower. And so why are we talking about this today? Well, I think if ever you felt like a lack of willpower is the thing that stops you from the, you know, the change you're trying to create, uh, you're not alone. You know, I find a, a lot of people when they're trying to create change, they, they say things like, I just need more willpower. I just need more discipline. And ultimately, it's kind of like a, a losing some game. And so, you know, what I could say is this, if we make, you know, willpower or discipline, the foundation that we expect to build a successful transformation on, you know, that'll work for a few people. But for the majority of the population to try to build the foundation of your health on willpower and discipline, it's almost like it's just making it unnecessarily difficult because of how our brain works. And so if you ever feel like you struggle with willpower and you're like, man, I don't know if I can ever do this because I just don't have the willpower. Uh, one, you're not alone. <laughs> but two, there's good news because when we know how our brain works, we know how to work with our brain. Um, what a difference it makes in terms of achieving like the health and the well-being that we we genuinely desire. And so well, let's uh, just before actually I dive into it, you know, I want to share with you quickly. Whenever I share topics like this um, and I'm going to give you some step by step things here, not just um, I want to give you good information, but I also want to give you some some step by step stuff, stuff that you can actually take to the bank, so to speak. Uh, so you can actually take it and apply it. So if ever you feel like you could use some help in terms of hmm. You know, this is really great information, but I'm not sure how to make use of it. No worries. You can go to freedomnutrition.rocks. So freedomnutrition.rocks slash let's chat, L-E-T-S-C-H-A-T. There we go. <laughs> I can spell. Um, go to freedomnutritionrocks.let's chat if you want to, if you want to get a little bit of help in terms of how to, how to apply this stuff. And, you know, if you, if you ever find yourself struggling with things like emotional eating um, or just kind of not knowing where to go, um, what it is you want to do. I do also offer free seven day courses. So I've got three of them. Um, and you can go to freedomnutrition.rocks, R-O-C-K-S slash seven day challenge, no spaces. And there's where you can find a little bit more information around um, some, of the, some of the stuff that I offer in terms of helping people to kickstart their journey. So let's ask this question here. Um, how do you feel about your willpower currently? You know, and I think about in my own experience here, and I very often share from my own experience because I think it's helpful to, to see where this is coming from. But, you know, I, I felt like I needed immense willpower and discipline if I was going to lose weight in the long run. And that was, you know, one of my goals. So we could just say, like, the idea of willpower, motivation, discipline, that these are the defining characteristics of those who succeed, at, you know, getting healthy and losing weight. It's really quite a widely promoted narrative or story. But, you know, we might want to ask the question, well, is it really true? And so, you know, let's, uh, let's ask this question here then. Um, when you, what do you struggle with when it comes to willpower? What is it, you know, because there might be some things that you go, well, that's no issue for me. I can just, you know, just say no. But there might be other things that you find that you really struggle with when it comes to willpower. And so I'm curious, what is it that you um, struggle with when it comes to willpower? And, you know, I think about what would... What it would look like every time I started like a new diet or health kick or, you know, some kind of program. And there's usually a pretty, uh, a pretty predictable pattern that I would see kind of play out. You know, week one would look something like, yeah, super motivated. I'm going to rock this. I'm going to crush this, uh, you know, nailing my goals. Then we get to like week two and it's like, yeah, I can keep doing this. I, I can keep going. You know, I got this. Um, 
then we hit like week three and it's like, well, yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's not that bad, right? You know, like you just got to do this for a few more weeks and, you know, and then week four comes along and there's like, how long until cheat day, man? I just can't keep doing this. Right. <laughs> and so that's often the pattern that we see when someone's, you know, um, someone takes off in terms of trying to create health, you know, trying to get out and lose some weight, that sort of thing. And then, and then maybe when, when it sort of crashes and burns because you can't white knuckle through things for the rest of your life, you might hear this very unhelpful advice that, ah, you just need more willpower. And that might even come from your own brain. Oh yeah. You just need more willpower. That's all. Um, as though, yeah, it's just something you can, you know, go down to the local store and just pick up a bit of that kind of thing, you know? And I would say the truth is that willpower is really quite overrated. So this, there's this idea in society that succeeding in health, especially around like losing weight, is all about discipline and willpower. And I want to challenge that narrative. So something for you to reflect on here again is like, what's one way that you would like to improve your wellness? What is it you would like to be able to do? And I think I'm asking that question a little bit more specifically because we want to get some some clarity around what this is. So, um, but let's, let's, um, you know, let's ask, let's just say this, like, have you ever felt like a lack of willpower was the reason for your struggles? So let's think about people with, with um, a lot of self-control. So people, you know, they're offered a delicious food, but they don't think they should eat it. And so they just kind of say, nah, no big deal. I'm just not going to eat it. You know, just going to use my willpower. So for a long time, here's what we thought. And, and I'm going to share a little bit of science here. Not too much. It's a little bit. For a long time, we thought that it was the thinking, um, these people are really good at restraining their impulses, you know, that they somehow just have this seemingly infinite supply of willpower and they just, they, they always have it available to them. And then the people who were not good at resisting temptation, they supposedly didn't have enough willpower. So yeah, scientists actually decided, well, let's study this, you know? And so they tracked over 200 people and these people were given um, smartphones that would go off at random with um, prompts and just ask them questions about, you know, desires, temptations, self-control they were experiencing in the moment. And here's what they discovered. They stumbled on this, this, this paradox. And that is the people who were best at self-control, the ones, they, they would say things like, I'm good at resisting temptation. Well, ultimately, they actually just reported fewer temptations throughout the study period. You know, let's, we can make this really, really simple. The people who said that they had strong willpower or strong self-control or strong self-discipline were barely using it, <laughs> right? And the, the people who, so here, here's why we call the paradox. The people who exerted more self-control, the people who used their self-control and discipline more often were less successful. And so it's not a case of the people who seem to succeed the most have the most willpower. It's that they actually use it less. The students who, who experienced like fewer temptations overall were actually more successful. And the people who had to use willpower and discipline more often reported feeling more depleted. And so we think about this and how does this translate into the real world? So who in the real world really could force themselves to do something they don't want to do all the time? You know, maybe one in a hundred people. <laughs> you know, but th the rest, like, we're, we're all pretty similar in this sense that that like, willpower and dedication are not going to be um, the thing that we need the most of if we want to succeed. And so I kind of want to explain why. So um, let's think about what happens when you eat junk food. 
So let's say you go to a place like Costco, you know, and you get this, you know, jumbo sized bag of chips, this, you know, Costco sized, you know, like 200 pounds of chips, not quite, but you know, when we eat like this huge volume of junk food, it really lights up the pleasure centers in our brain. And it lights it up in a way that like natural food that's found in nature can't. So it's engineered in a specific way to create a response in your brain is really, really powerful and it can't be replicated in nature. So this is, this is what we call a super stimuli, something that lights up your brain in a way that like normal food, natural food can't. So junk food produces these powerful feelings of pleasure and relief. So when we think about it, when we're confronted with, you know, the, the, the tension of like this internal tug of war between trying to resist eating something and, and remaining uncomfortable trying to resist eating something versus getting rid of all of that tension and just eating the junk food and then feeling the pleasure high that we get from eating junk food. No amount of like powering through is going to last forever because we're human. We get tired. You know, the stresses of life pile up and really ultimately it comes down to, well, forget it. I'll worry about this tomorrow. But today I just need this to give me a break, to give me relief, you know? So the way that we can think about willpower is really, it's, it's like saying, I'm going to fight myself and win. And it's just not possible to do this forever. So then we could ask, okay, so what we're saying is, the, first of all, the people that appear to have the best willpower, the ones that used it the least, that's really what it boiled down to. And we go, okay, well, if I can't use willpower, willpower forever, what can I do? You know? And so this is where I want to break it down into three kind of steps here that you can actually take. So you can you can set yourself up so you don't have to rely on willpower to become your healthiest self. Um, the first one is actually going to be to check your environment. So your surroundings, like does your fridge, your pantry, your home kind of nudge you to eat healthy or does it nudge you to eat junk food? And I deliberately use the word nudge here, you know, because very rarely is it like, super super in your face but you think about it like our environment is what moves us in the direction of like healthy or unhealthy choices the things we're surrounded with, because so many of our choices happen on autopilot without conscious thought we just scan our surroundings <clears throat> and go what's the easiest way to meet my needs and desires right what, what what's a way that i can do this without having to think about it so for example if you put a bowl of fruit on the counter um and you know, your, your chips are downstairs in the cold room or something like that. Well, you're more likely to eat the fruit than the chips because the chips require more effort. Put a big bowl of, uh, you know, chocolates on the counter and don't have fruit available. Well, you're going to, you're going to grab the chocolates because it's just simply easier. It requires less thought to meet that need. You know, think about like how many people have put like veggies to die in the crisper in their fridge. Like, you know, you're at the grocery store, you buy veggies and you're like, yes, I'm going to, I'm going to make salads and I don't know, stir fries and, and roast veggies and things. And before long, they're basically just wilting away, dying in your crisper, becoming like a mold farm, um, <laughs> you know? And so because let's say the crisper is at the bottom of the fridge and you have to like reach down there and get it and, you know, and so on and so forth versus say having them kind of up at eye level. You know, what's at reach? What's at eye level in your pantry? What is the easiest thing to reach for and grab in your pantry? Is it junk food, right? And how accessible are healthy foods? So it's thinking about, so really in this, this first thing, what I'm talking about in terms of shaping your environment, we're just talking about like 
how do we how do we create our environment or shape our environments to a way that nudges us in in a direction that we make healthy choices because our brain's going to default to the easiest choice if eating junk food is the easiest choice that's what we're going to reach for so the the second thing i want to talk about this is going to be shifting gears slightly here but the second thing i want to talk about is really this idea of our identity and uh my previous episode i think it was previous episode or one or two episodes ago i talked about this idea of a wellness vision so wellness vision is connected to who we see ourselves to be our sense of identity and you might think well, what the heck does this have to do with like eating healthy you know how does this connect to it and and it's in a sense well picture this like making a healthy choice not because we feel like we have to but um because it, it lines up with who we see ourselves to be which means there's going to be less resistance when we go to make that choice so if we think about willpower as trying to fight against who we are in order to be successful you don't have to resist i have to fight i have to intense discipline and so on well making choices because we feel like we have to because it goes against what we want means that it's going to be more difficult it's going to be more tiring it's going to be more, more exhausting so we think about what would be the opposite of making choices because we have to? That would be not really requiring much willpower anyway. So making choices because they line up with who we see ourselves to be and who it is we want to become, right? So making a choice that's in alignment with who we see ourselves to be, the picture we have about ourselves in our head. And so on a previous live and a previous episode of this, I really talked about how to create a wellness vision. I'm just going to read, I'm not going to go through the whole thing because I'm going to say, just go and have a, it's like a 10 minute episode. Um, but a quick recap here. Basically, it's taking the picture that we have in our mind about what our healthiest self is and then putting that on paper. So getting getting clear about who it is that we want to be and then write, kind of like writing that into our brain. So as we, as we put that idea on paper, we're writing into our brain, this is the person I want to be and become. This, this is the sense of identity I want to develop. And so what you can do is you can imagine, <clears throat> pardon me, if you sit down at a healthy meal, not because you feel like you have to, you know, maybe you're at a restaurant and you, you order a healthier entree while other people are ordering like burgers and fries and, and stuff like that. But you do that not because you feel like you have to, because it lines up with who you are and who you want to become and what is it you want to do, right? And so I would say it, it's probably really worth it to go back and check out the the other episode I wrote about, uh, or wrote, um, did on, on wellness vision. So really what I'm, at the heart of what I'm saying here, the second step is when our healthy actions line up with our sense of identity, we don't need willpower to make healthy choices, right? So this is all about making this process easier and simpler versus harder. We want to let go of this idea that we have to fight through um, all the time. And that's not to say that you'll never, ever need to use willpower, right? We do have it. But as as we, as we I shared in the previous step or the previous study, I guess, um, when those who appear to have the most willpower are the ones who use it the least, so if there's a way that we can set ourselves up to be healthy where we don't have to rely on willpower, we're much, much more likely to be successful. And the third thing I'm going to share here is really just to uncover your deeper why. And it might sound like a simple thing to do, but it's like, ask this question, why is it that you want to get healthy? And if I was to ask, say, 100 different people, I'd probably get 100 different responses, but I bet I could find some really, really common themes here. I'd like to lose weight. That's a really common one that I hear. I would like to have more energy. I hear that as well. And then I hear lots of generic phrases that go something like, I want to be healthy and I want to feel better. Now, these are these are like good things. I'm not suggesting they're bad things at all, but they're really, really general and sort of generic phrases that don't, you know, it just I just talked about creating a wellness vision. Well, something like I want to be healthy 
that doesn't really create a vivid picture in our mind that, that, that creates a feeling inside of us like, yes, I want that. It's more like a nice to have. And so while these might be healthy, uh, sorry, helpful reasons, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> um, they're not necessarily something that brings us joy. So when we can uncover the real reason why we want to do this, like the deeper desire that I guess what I'm pointing to is very often we don't express it. So we'll say things like, I want to get healthy. We won't go deeper and say, here's why I want to get healthy. And part of the reason we do this or don't do this is because maybe we're afraid to express really like why we want this because our brain is trying to protect us from the pain of disappointment if we don't actually achieve what we kind of hope to achieve. And But we could say, look, if we are going to overcome our struggles around food, we actually need like a powerful, emotionally compelling reason why we want this. So we, we have to move beyond these generic responses like, I, so I feel better or I want to be healthy. There's not a clear picture of what that means. And saying I want to be healthy could mean a hundred different things to a hundred different people. Now, I'll give you some examples here of like what some people have shared with me. You know, someone said, look, I want to be here for my kids. I want to see my grandkids grow up. You know, I don't want to miss out on, on life's most precious moments. Um, I want to feel excited when my kids ask to play with me rather than groaning and, and just dragging myself unwillingly off the couch. I want to bounce off the couch and be excited about it. You know, someone shared, I want to hike the West Coast Trail. Uh, and so I'd ask you to, and I would suggest that you consider like, what is your deeper why? Why the heck do you want this? You know, get get honest with yourself. Like why, you, for example, if, if weight loss is your goal, why? Why do you actually want to do that? And, and get honest, maybe even a little bit uncomfortable here because, you know, and you don't have to share this with anybody, but here's how you can answer that question. Uh, get out a pen and paper. I'm, I'm a pen and paper guy. I'm old fashioned. You know, I literally have a notebook beside me <laughs> and a pen. Now, I want you to write your name on the paper. That's, you're like, all right, cool. I can do that. Um, and then I want you to write the date down, write whatever, you know, whatever date is that you're listening to this, write down the date. So you got this piece of paper, you got your name and the date written on here. Now, the reason why I want you to put your name and a date, one name to make it personal to you and date, because in a few months, we're going to go back and check about, check what it is that you wrote down, right? So you, you can say that on this date, I decided that I'm going to address the issues that I'm struggling with so I can make this change I want to make. And then we write down why it doesn't want to make this change. And if there's more than one reason, write it down. Because in the beginning, you might start with these simple and shallow reasons. Maybe you're just used to answering these questions in that way. You know, I want to lose weight. So then it's like, dig a layer deeper. Why? Why do you want to lose the weight? So you might say something like, well, I want to feel great when I look at myself in the mirror. All right, cool. That's a good thing. But why? So we're going to dig a little bit deeper again. You know, I want to feel a sense of accomplishment, for example. Okay. Again. So, so we dig a little bit deeper. Okay. Why is feeling good about yourself important? Why does this matter to you? You know, and maybe you've never dug this deep before in your life. Maybe this feels uncomfortable or uh, you're like, ah, you know, but if you can get to a, a really deep reason why you want this, so I can inspire my kids. Okay. Why is it important? Now, I want to live like, you know, free of shame and guilt and without regret. I, I, I want to live without regret. You go, okay. Now we're getting somewhere. You know, I want to do things I couldn't do before. I want to go to the beach. I want to play a sport. I want to really feel like I lived my life to the fullest, that I that I took my best kick at this, right? And that's that's really what we're looking for. You know, we want to, we want to get to something that stirs a feeling inside of us. Like, yes, I want that. And I want that more 
then I want to be comfortable because truthfully, to be healthy in today's modern world, in a world where we are confronted with junk food and the ability to live like in a sedentary way more than ever before, like we don't have to, we barely have to move to get food. You could type it into an app on your phone and have it delivered your door, walk to the front door, sit back down again and eat your food. You know, it to get healthy is going to mean being a little bit uncomfortable in today's world. If you're going to be willing to be uncomfortable, you have to have a good reason why. One that makes you go, yes, this is why I want that. So when we connect, you know, this, say the deepest vision, like this wellness vision, this is who I want to become. And this is why I want to become that. That is here. That is what makes like a significant difference in this process. And then we don't have to rely on willpower. We don't have to rely on motivation because it's about moving in this direction and becoming this, this person that we can see in our head. So we've got set up your environment, you know, some, just, just make it easier for your brain. You know, the less times you have to use willpower, the better, you know, figure out what your wellness vision is, you know, and then figure out why it is that you want this. You do those three things and you make willpower and motivation a significantly smaller factor in your health and wellness journey. So that's it for me today. Um, I really hope that gives you something to chew on, something to think about, realizing that you don't have to make willpower the foundation of your health strategy. You can make it a tool that you deploy from time to time. But the less you need to lose it, sorry, the less you need to use it, <laughs> the more likely you are to lose it. There we go. We could come up with <laughs> the less you need to use willpower, the more likely you are to be successful. So if you can set yourself up to use willpower less, you're more likely to be successful. And the times that you use it, it always feels like you've got plenty in reserve. So um, yeah, hopefully you found that helpful. Thanks so much for tuning in and uh, we'll chat again soon.